Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We move into the final hour of trading on an up week for stocks on this Friday, May 26th. The Dow is now lower, but the S&P, NASDAQ, they're both at records. And this update is brought to you by... Brown University School of Professional Studies, engaging mid-career professionals with executive master's degrees in business, cybersecurity, healthcare, and technology. Brown.edu slash executive. Stocks are trading at a record as the rally continues. The dollar fluctuating with oil as investors assess fresh data, fresh data showing the U.S. economy to be on firm footing. The S&P 500 index up half a point now at 2415. That is a record. NASDAQ advancing two points now to 6207. Also a record. Dow Industrials up three to 21,086, up by less than one-tenth of one percent. Julian Emanuel is executive director for U.S. Equity and Derivative Strategy at UBS Securities. He was interviewed this morning on Bloomberg Television and Radio. The bull market is going to progress in the way that typically does happen. Rates on the long end are going to rise, and that is going to be a sign that the economy is going to uh, achieve that, you know, well over 2% escape velocity. Uh, this is one of these times where we don't, looking out to year end, in our view, is short term. Uh, so, so we would rather think into 2018. Stocks will be higher into 2018. People with knowledge of the matter say creditors of Neiman Marcus are gearing up for talks on how to restructure 4.7 billion of debt as the struggling retailer considers a sale of the company. And a person familiar with the matter says Target is investing 75 million dollars in online mattress seller Casper Sleep. The 10-year up 2.30 seconds yield there, 2.25%. Gold up 11.80 the ounce to 12.68 up 1%. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil is trading higher by 91 cents a barrel. 49.82 almost back at 50. That is a gain of 1.9%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you, thank you, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson, we are Bloomberg. Dave Wilson is the best. He is the best, and he's not even feeling well, and he's still the best. That's one of the reasons he's the best. He's gutting it out today, like, like, like LeBron James, like Michael Jordan before him. Now we got Dave with no Scottie Pippen to lean on. I'll never get a point in an NBA playoff game, though. (laughs) What do you got there? You You got that only goes so far. (laughs) You got a chart of the day that we'll take that. Yeah, it's the best. Well, at least there's best involved. Let's put it that way. You know, generally when it comes to charts, they try and take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And when you do that, you know, you see these companies that really have been dominating the the stock market lately. And one of them is Amazon.com. But... You kind of have to put what's going on there in some kind of a context. And when you look at Amazon relative to other retailers in the S&P 500, it's pretty good, but it's not the best. You have to look to Best Buy for that, at least for the past year and a half or so. The chart goes back to the beginning of last year. And when you do that, you find out that as of yesterday, anyway, after Best Buy's results came out and they were well received, 
the shares were up more than 100%. Let's put it this way. If Amazon had been able to keep pace with Best Buy, you know, we're so focused on whether Amazon stock goes above $1,000 because it's kind of hovering around there at the moment. Amazon would be above $1,300, you know, just to put it in some kind of a context. So, you know, Best Buy yesterday breaking a record that had stood since 2006 for its share price. I mean, you don't see that happen every day. So if nothing else, the chart is kind of a marker to show you that, you know, as much as we focus on the bigger companies, they're not the whole story when it comes to what's happening in the stock market. And I know you've been talking lately about how there is a relatively broad base of support for what we're seeing in stocks here. Well, here's one very specific example, Best Buy of a company that has managed to get the better of Amazon, which in large measure is kind of taking a bite out of the whole industry. It's kind of fascinating, right? Because we've been talking so much about retail and how it's kind of falling apart and everybody's coming undone. And here you have Best Buy. There's nothing kind of fancy about it, right? There's no lots, you know, I don't know, no bells and whistles. It's just kind of a uh, a plain retailer, and yet it's figuring out how to do it. Right. And, and so, then, uh, you know, yesterday I was talking about Best Buy, and, you know, we had Joe Feldman from Tulsi Advisory talking about how, Maybe Best Buy is a little bit better than the others when it comes to putting together the online and what you might call the brick-and-mortar retailing. So, in other words, the idea you order something, you go pick it up in the stores, you know, whatever. That That's working for them in a way it's not working for others. Anyway, you want to know more, folks, send me an email. I'll get you the chart, the explanation that goes with it. And everything I do going forward, the email address is dwilson at bloomberg.net. That's dwilson at bloomberg.net. I love when Dave says, anyway, if you want to know more, and of course we want to know more. Uh, we also want to know more. He's on the clock. I just, I know. Anyway, I'm We're done. on the clock. Anyway, I'm done. Let's move on. Um, we got to talk a little bit about Latin America. And uh, Felipe, uh, what a big week for Brazil. Uh, what a big couple of years. Uh, Bloomberg Business Week has a great story that just talks about how it's kind of in its um, history of having political crises and problems. This is just kind of in the, the you know, threads that make up Brazil. Uh, where are we in Brazil at this point? Yeah, well, uh, indeed, uh, there's a long history of, uh, histor- of uh, ter- hi- uh, political turmoil in, in the history of Brazil. Just last year, uh, President Rousseff was uh, impeached. Temer uh, came in. Uh, there was always a lot of questions about if this yeah. could happen, because uh, everybody knew that Temer was being investigated. Uh, I believe the interesting uh, part of what we have seen in the last uh, week or the last two weeks is the market reaction. We did saw an initial sell-off in the currency, but since then, uh, a bit on the back of uh, active uh, central bank intervention, but also in terms of the reaction of the market, which has Actually, we do have several stories in the terminal talking about yeah. actually uh, some uh, investors uh, taking this as a, as a good opportunity to even increase their positions or those that have not uh, gone into Brazil to actually uh, get into, into this trade. And what we see or what we think is happening is uh, when we look at the, uh, the price action of these assets is that uh, – the market seems to be pricing that there could be a relatively quick solution to all of this uncertainty, uh, which, you, uh, go ahead. yeah, uh, it's basically uh, they are focusing on the uh, potential uh, decision by the sup- 
Superior Electoral Court, which could come in mid-June regarding an investigation of uh, illegal financing of the presidential campaign when Dilma Rousseff and Temer were, were elected as, as, as a presidential, as a presiden- presidential ticket. Uh, what could happen here is uh, if the Supreme, uh, Superior Electoral Court finds enough reasons to uh, or finds evidence of illegal financing, they could remove Temer, uh, where uh, there's still some issues is that uh, it, Temer would be replaced by the head of the lower house. And if he can't, then it would be the head of the Senate, both of which are also being investigated <laughs> on a different charges, these related to all of the uh, scandal of the car wash and, and, uh, and the corruption scandals. If I could just Sorry. mention, flows into Brazilian equities yeah. from global and regional funds totaled $760 million from May 19th through Thursday of this week. That's the most in almost five years, according to uh, EPFR Global. So, I mean, investors are seeing value here, Corey. Uh, indeed, uh, uh, in the crisis, perhaps, but uh, uh, it, is, it is a crisis. It's, a, it's an incredible story and one worth digging into. Um, but it's uh, it's a crisis that's also lowering prices. And uh, I guess uh, you know, uh, Felipe, really quickly, is there one sector in particular that will be most affected as this draws out? Just about fifteen seconds left. Uh, not really. Really, it's uh, it's a broader impact on the overall sentiment towards the towards the country. And I think this is dragging all all, all sectors. Yeah, especially when you see the protests of people who just have kind of had it with uh, their government system. Um, Felipe, thank you so much. Felipe Hernandez, Latin America economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, of course, along with our own Dave Wilson, stocks editor at Bloomberg News. Dave will be back a little bit later on with his stock of the day. Carol Masser, Corey Johnson, Bloomberg Markets, right here on Bloomberg Radio. Let's get a look at world and national news headlines with Bloomberg News anchor Adrian Mitchell in our 991 studios in our nation's capital. Corey and Carol, it looks like the document that comes out of this year's G7 summit will be a slim one. Officials tell Bloomberg News it could be as short as six pages, an indication that President Trump and the six other leaders don't have much to agree on. But Bloomberg's Matt Miller tells us they do seem to be getting along better, at least socially. Macron put his hand on Trump's back. Trump told a joke or some sort of story that everybody laughed at. Theresa May came over and stood next to him. Um, it seemed like it's getting more and more collegial. And President. that's how it happened with Steve Mnuchin and the finance ministers as well. President Trump and German Chancellor Angela Merkel met on the sidelines of the G7 summit after a report that Trump said Germany was very bad for shipping too many cars to the U.S. The president's top economic advisor says the remark was only about trade, not a slam on the nation. The president is, uh, the Pentagon is planning a missile defense test next Tuesday, and for the first time, it'll use an intercontinental range missile as a target. They want to more closely simulate a North Korean ICBM. Gunmen in military fatigues opened fire on a bus carrying members of Egypt's Coptic Christian community, killing at least 28 people, some of them children. It is the latest in a string of militant attacks. A lawyer for Jared Kushner says he is willing to cooperate with federal investigators who are probing possible ties between Russia and the Trump campaign and Russian interference in the election. The attorney issued an email statement after the investigator's interest was reported by The Washington Post and NBC News. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts. I'm Adrian.